Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey everybody, welcome into the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover and myself riding alongside as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with Steve. What's going on, my friend? How you doing this week? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? Hanging in there. Not doing too bad. Uh, we were chatting briefly before we got started. You were having some trees taken down that go smoothly and everything? Oh, it went great. I'm glad they're done and, and out. The guy did a great job for us. <laughs> we were trying, I don't know, folks, if you've got uh, if you've got uh, the acorns that hit you, but man, boy, I tell you what, them oaks can put off some acorns, can't they? They can. Actually, I was out sweeping our deck and, and I was bending over, pushing something over or doing something. One of those acorns came down from the tree. It hurt. It hurt. It, it hit they me do. in the back yeah. of the head. Yeah. It put some dents in your car. We used to have this huge tree and just tons of them would come off. And the squirrels, of course, love it. You know, they'd just be out there like crazy. And I swear the squirrels would uh, were, would throw them at our dogs. Like, I think, oh. you know, as a defense, I think they would toy with them a little bit. The dogs would be out there barking and you just see the squirrels just chucking them at them. And the dogs would get hit and they'd run off. <laughs> our dog likes to eat them. So uh, oh, wow. I can eat them and, or crunch chew and them and then maybe eat some. Right. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's big fun. Well, we're going to get into today's topic here. We're going to talk about following some financial commandments. Uh, on this episode, we'll present you with you know a couple of commandments here that you know might be worth being written in stone tablets of your financial plan. And so if you need a little help, if you don't have one, reach out to Steve. Let him know if you've got any questions or concerns. He's always here to help. You can find him at wealthpartnerskc.com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. All right, Steve, thou shalt not compare your investments to the stock market without the proper Context. Boy, context is everything when it comes to stuff, isn't it? It is. And this is one of the biggest misconceptions or commandments, if you will, people violate. In other words, they'll say to you, well, the market, whatever that is, usually they're thinking <laughs> this Dow or Dow Industrial or the S&P right. is up 20. Why am I only up 14? Well, you have to understand your risk most people right? don't have all of their money in the S&P 500 mm -hmm. stocks. They may have some cash. They may have some international stocks, international small companies. They may have some U.S. small companies. They may have bonds. So you can't really compare what the market's doing to your portfolio because they're not the same in most cases. Well, you know, and your risk tolerance will go a long way too, right? How you're weighted, all that kind of stuff, you know, is going to play a factor into, it's kind of like in 2019 when the market did so well and we'd have people say, yeah, it made 30%, but I only made 15. It's like, well, 15 is still A, pretty good, but B, you know, how did you, how are you working with your advisor? Did he have you at, you know, less risk? And if so, you were probably pretty happy about that in the beginning of 2020 when the market fell so bad because of Corona. So, you know, keep that in balance, right? That's the context. That is in context. And you have to understand that there's always going to be a range. Everybody wants as, as much gain as they can get. And everybody loves the gain. What they really forget about is the potential for the, the correction or the market going down. And people hate that. Right. And if, if you want all not, the up and no down, you should look at an annuity possibly, you know. Right. Or, or just heck, keep it in cash. You know, I mean, if you yeah. can't handle any volatility, you should not be in the stock market. Right. And to compare your returns to the overall stock market that is all equity, most people I know can't handle an all equity portfolio because they can't handle the total downside. Yeah. 
Yeah, you might have a 30, 35% potential upside, but your downside could be 30. Are you comfortable with that? And they'll go, well, no. Well, then you need, we need to balance that right. out. We, we got to make some changes. Diversify yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's all about the understanding of what your investments are supposed to be doing for you and then deciding if they're doing that job correctly and it can you, are you comfortable with that? That's really what it comes down to with that first commandment, if you will. I have about this one, Steve. Thou shalt not give up on the strategy before giving it enough time to play out. Often we do that, you know, uh, I'm going to do this and then it doesn't go our way. And then we're like, well, I'm going to change and do that. That's not too smart to do a lot of times when you're talking about your financial plan. You don't want to be hopping around left and right, you know, every other week because the market's being goofy. No, and that's market timing. Uh, No one knows what the market's going to do. And if you start bouncing around, uh, that means you're trying to time the market, which is a a loser's game. You're just not going to win. You're going to lose every time you do that. You're going to get lucky every once in a while. But for the most part, it's a, a losing strategy. So what you need to do is understand that being invested means you're going to be in the market for a number of years. And they're going to be good years and bad years. And I always say, look, it's time in the market, not timing of the market. And uh, as long as you adhere to that, you will commandment, you're going to be in good shape long term. Are there going to be some years where it's going to be down? Of sure. course it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But over the long term, you know, time in the market is really what you need to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, a defined strategy that's been, you know, that you've worked on and you're working with your advisor to work over time, that's the key word over time, is, you know, you're, you're less likely to have issues if you're kind of working that strategy. And keep in mind, it should be a living document as well. Just like your life is going to change, your retirement plan is going to change a little bit too. It's going to ebb and flow. And there is times when you're going to want to make those adjustments, but just kind of being willy nilly about it just because of a, you know, a, a hot, issue going on like we've had with coronavirus or something like that uh, sometimes can get you into trouble. And this is actually a a great year for that, Steve, if you think about it. Now, it's probably also seriously one for the record books because, you know, it goes down, what, 30% in the beginning of the year when when Girona showed up, and then it's basically gotten it all back. You know, that doesn't typically happen in a a six or seven month period. No, that was a very, those were unusual, Mm -hmm. um, what they call black swan. I mean, that, that was just an unusual. But if you panicked in March and sold out and like cashed in your losses, you know, you're probably kicking yourself in the tush right now because, you know, it all came back. And that's usually what people do. They panic and they sell at the low and then they hold on for the market to show it's getting back going, you know, in the right direction, Mm -hmm. then get back in after a lot of the appreciation as it happened. And if they just stayed patient with their allocation, they would be in a lot better shape than if they panicked and sold at the bottom. And I get it. It's tough to do. And that's why you work with an advisor to help you through that. They give you that sounding board. When you feel like hitting the panic button, you're able to reach out to them and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. What should we do? And, you know, Steve, you're there to kind of say, well, all right, here's what's going on. Here's how we've got your strategy set up. And this is why you don't need to panic. Uh, or do anything or whatever the case might be, whatever the advice might be at that given time. And that's why, you know, again, working with a financial coach like Steve Hoover can be very, very important. So uh, we're going to continue on with these, but bear that in mind. If you're already not working with Steve, give him a call, have a conversation with him. It doesn't cost you anything. So you, uh, you know, have that chat and see if you can make some adjustments or tweaks to your own plan. 913-685-3207 is how you reach out to him. All right. Thou shalt not chase big returns too late in life, Steve. If you did, you know, get punched in the mouth back in March, let's say, you might feel like now you've got to make up for that, or or maybe it was happened back in 08 or whatever the case is, but you're going after those big swings uh, and your time horizon is just not there in the event that you're wrong. And that that is a big problem. And I saw a lot of that happen back in, in 2008. 
people are like, I, I want to retire in three or four years. So I've got to, I've got to make 30% a year to get myself back to what I had. And, mm-hmm. and, but the problem is you just don't have time if, to recover if the market has a flat year or a down year. You're just not, you just don't have time. Time is not on your side. So having a properly balanced plan is really the, the, the solution to this is some of your money can be very risky. Okay, let's put a little side and, and we're looking for the big, big returns. But the balance of your money needs to be properly diversified to get reasonable rates of return. Because if the market turns and we, again, we don't know if that's going to happen. We have no idea. We had no idea this was going to happen in March. Right. If anybody told you they knew it, they either had inside information <laughs> yeah. or lying to you. Yeah, exactly. Nobody had any idea that what was going to happen in March happened. So, but for the most part, we know that properly diversified portfolios have range of returns. We kind of know what the downside is going to be and what the upside is going to be mm-hmm. historically. Are they precise? No, but it does give you an idea. But as long as you you have your money allocated properly that way, you don't have to try to hit the big one. I always liken it to you go to Las Vegas and and you go to the blackjack table and you're there with all the money you have in the world and you well, that just was start your first losing. mistake, right? Pardon me? <laughs> so that's your first mistake if you took all the money you had in the yeah, world. That, yeah, yeah that, that one, I don't advise that. But you go and you're going to make a big hit because you're, right. you're down to your last $50,000 and you're going to retire the next year and you're going to you're thinking you're going to be Fred Smith of FedEx. You know, FedEx, Federal <laughs> Express, the big deal was he he took his payroll down to Las Vegas and, and, and made enough money to make payroll, which kept him going and so on. Well, that doesn't happen very often. Right. It probably yeah. never. But you start playing and you start losing and your money starts to dwindle down. You just don't have enough money to make back what you lost because of the odds. And it's the same way with the market. If you get into it and you're thinking, I'm going to make 25, 30% a year, on my money mm-hmm. because I need that to be able to retire in three years. I never say guarantee, but I can say your odds of winning are significantly yeah. below zero. No, that's a very good point. I mean, and we all can be greedy and you know, that's okay. Just, you have to be willing to recognize it and, you know, step away, if you will, to your point, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I went out for a guy's weekend to Vegas and um, they just kept trying to get me to play. And I just hadn't been in the mood. And we sat down at the roulette table and I said, all right, I'll do 20 bucks and that's it. And then we're off to whatever we were going to go do. And so I put 20 down and it was at one of the, it was one of the older places. So 20 bucks would, you know, I think it was like a dollar per chip that, you know, you could bet. And uh, basically, long story short, I got up, you know, like four over four grand off of twenty bucks. I started with oh, twenty wow. bucks, and I got up over four grand. And I was like, "All right, you know what? Uh, you know, they were like, oh, keep going, keep going." I said, I'll "Tell you what, I'll, I'll play a couple more. You know, I'll roll, I'll spin a couple more times. But if I start losing, I'm out of here." And sure enough, you know, I finally started losing. And when I got down to about I don't know twenty five, twenty six hundred dollars or something like that, lost about half of, of what I had gained. I said, "All right, time to walk away." And they're like, "Wait a minute, you got to win back what you lost." I said, "Dude, I started with twenty bucks." I'm ahead. Right. I'm still at two. I'm over two thousand dollars off of twenty bucks. I am going to take cut. You know, quote unquote, step away, cut my losses because all that was just extra I didn't have to begin with, right? And so that's the same kind of idea you're talking about. Sometimes we got to know when to step away and take some of the chips off the table. Exactly. You got to know when to. You always have to be comfortable with your profit. And yep. Yep. you know, set an. I tell tell my clients, look, we have something, and if we hit a certain number, that's a profit. Be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. If you're up, we get it, we'll take it, we'll lock it in, and then we'll figure out something else. It's the same on the downside. If we know that we have a high on our our gain, be comfortable with something below. So in other words, if you, let's say we made $100 per share on one stock, just for for grins. Right. 
but you only put, like you said, $20 in it. Well, what if it falls to 80? That's a t- still a pretty good return. Yeah. Let's go ahead and lock in that gain. Just put that as a sell order. Boom. We, we know we're going to have that gain no matter what. And we're comfortable with that. And you just have to, you just have to be informed on, on what you're comfortable with. Don't kind of willy nilly trying to play the market and, and see if you can get more because greed will get you at some point. Oh yeah. It'll catch you at some point. You know, a lot of times we have these conversations and, and you could tie it into fees. That's another one. You know, that shall not ignore the cost and fees. Somebody will say, well, I, you know, I need to get 10% or, you know, whatever our 8% or 10% or whatever. And if you do the math and you say, okay, you know what, you might be getting less percent, but it technically is costing you less. So your overall, your net is actually pretty good. If 7%, if that, let's just say that was the number, if that's what you've got, and that is more than enough to make your plan work, why expose yourself to more risk? So fees and in, 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 uh, costs are certainly very important, but don't just chase the lowest one just to chase the lowest one. Make sure that it's a balancing act for the value that you're getting. Exactly. And you know my fees aren't the lowest of all of them. If you want low fees, no fees, then you, you're on your own. You just go buy an index fund from Vanguard or, or whomever. So I always tell people, look, my responsibility is to be a behavioral investment counselor because when things are going well, it's pretty easy. You know, I, I was at a luncheon one time and they were having a, a portfolio manager come in and speak uh-huh. um, from Guggenheim. Oh, okay. And this was right in the heart when things were just killing it. And this is probably four or five years ago. And he, I didn't know he was the port, who was going to speak or the portfolio manager. We were sitting next, he was sitting next to me at lunch and and he said, well, what do you think about the market? And I made the comment. I said, look, a blind monkey can make money in this market right now. <laughs> and then lo and behold, he's the portfolio manager. And he agreed with me. That's and, funny. But, but really where we, we advisors earn our fee is when things get rough, when we run through something in March, when we run something you know, in 2008 and 9, in 2001 and 2. That's where we really earn our fee to be frank, because that's when it really becomes a coaching job on our part in in managing behaviors, because people want to avoid the pain of losing money or having it down. Our job is to make sure they stay disciplined and stay on track. And that takes a lot of calls. It takes a lot of time. And then, frankly, that's when we, we earn our fee. Well, and if, that, that's from the investment side, right? And then that's just, that's just the one piece. And you're not even talking about you know, the, the preservation and distribution of the wealth or dealing with the Social Security aspect, uh, you know, tax planning, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's just all those other facets where earning that you know, fee comes into. And again, to my point about value, right? What's the value you're getting? Uh, and sometimes I think people confuse that with just basically a broker you know, buying and you know, moving moving stocks around or whatever the case is versus an advisor and a financial coach who helps you with a, a whole plan, a holistic plan that covers all the things that retirees and pre-retirees you know, should be thinking about. Absolutely. And that's what my fee always includes, the income planning, the tax planning, the estate planning. It's not just investment management. Now, if you, that's all you want. They're out there and they're probably cheaper than what I do, but you're not going to get the advice. You're not going to get the help with income planning, social security planning, anything of that nature. So right, yeah. that's that's why, you know, making sure whatever you're paying for your fee, what are you getting for it? 
Yeah, exactly. What What is the value you're getting for the fees that you're paying? Uh, all right, so the final one here, final commandment, is thou shalt not overlook the importance of rebalancing and diversifying. Uh, if you've got everything on autopilot, maybe you just, let, for the sake of an argument, let's just call it a target date fund, right? It's easy to get into. You just say, I've got this target date fund. I'm good to go. I don't have to deal with it. And in theory, sure. But a lot of times they still expose you to more risk than you maybe feel comfortable with. So having that, you know, again, that advisor to help you with that rebalancing and the diversification of your entire plan might be something more worthwhile than just having a target date fund. It is. And rebalancing to me is one of the secrets of, of proper asset management. And the reason for that is when something's up one year, something's down the next. Well, they're going to switch positions at some point. So what what rebalancing really does for you is it allows you to capture the the gains on the on the asset that went up and rebuy on the asset that went down. And because you're going to be buying at a low and at some point they're going to switch positions. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Right now, large company stocks have just been killing it. That's why you see the S&P 500 up and and Dow up is because big large companies have just been doing yeah, really well. Been driving and, a lot of that, yeah. Yeah, and then the small companies have not done as well. Well, historically, small companies, performance-wise, outdo large companies. But we're in a period of time right now where small companies are not. That's going to change at some point. Large companies will go out of favor for whatever reason. Small companies will then come back and start going. You want to make sure you realize the gain that you made in the big companies invested into let's and this is just example hypothetical smaller companies because when they rebound and come back up you're going to want to own more shares at a lower price that overall helps your overall portfolio over the long period yeah no, I mean, these are great points. And so do you have some of these in your financial plan sort of written in stone in there, if you will? If not, make sure you reach out to Steve. If you're not working with an advisor and you've caught this episode, uh, however you might have come across it and you haven't subscribed to us, do yourself a favor, do your retirement a favor. A couple things you can do, uh, reach out and let Steve know you'd like to chat if you need some help at 913-685-3207. You should always do that anyway before you take any action with something you hear on this show or any other. You should always check with a qualified professional about how it might affect you your uh, plans, your situation, 913-685-3207, or subscribe to the show so you can get new episodes as they come out. We do a couple of these a month. It's called The Retirement Pilot. You can simply search that in any of the apps you might use, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, iHeart, Stitcher, Amazon coming soon, I think, with their podcasting service. So just type in The Retirement Pilot and you find that. You can subscribe to it or you can just find it all. Make it super easy by going to Steve's website at wealthpartnerskc.com. Dot com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. And uh, Steve and his team can help you cover all the bases and give you that edge in retirement. He's got more than 20 years of experience. So a great resource for you to tap into. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you go. We're going to get out of here for this week. Next time you and I chat, uh, will be shortly after the election. And uh, we probably still won't know who the president is. <laughs> there you go. Hey, why not? This is year 2020. It so. is 2020. That's right. So we'll see what kind of interesting things we have to talk about uh, in a couple of weeks, just after the election. So take care of yourself. Stay safe and sane. Steve, my friend, take care. I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, Mark. We'll see you next time here on The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover of Wealth Partners Corporation. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.